what's up under that. I was thinking the other day. So, there's this girl that I follow on Facebook, Jordan Ali. And she had like a 50-day challenge. I'm going to let y'all know I'm going. I'm doing horribly at that challenge already. I've definitely been trying. I've been trying. It was a lot of things on that list. Like a lot of fucking things on that list. But... I've been doing my best to like remain conscious of all the things and making it a priority to what's the word I'm looking for making it a priority to integrate these things into my day and as I've been doing one of the things that was on her list she said um set a bedtime so that you're getting at least up to I think it said 8 to 10 hours of sleep at night and oh y'all that shit like really made me realize how much sleep I was not getting and to the other day like I recorded myself like you know venting and having a conversation whatever and one of the things I was saying was Having a a nighttime routine ensures that your daytime routine goes in the direction that it needs to. And when I was just kind of like sitting back reflecting, because I went back and listened to the voice message because I had dropped some channel messages in there for myself. When I went back and listened to it, I was like, no, that's that's like really fucking true. Because like this is how like one evening went for me. A couple weeks ago, um, I didn't go to sleep till almost midnight. You know, my son, he don't have nothing like no random like, oh, I got to wake up and I'm like randomly scrolling Facebook or social media. My son will literally get his full 10 hours of sleep at night. And then I wake up and I'm agitated because I'm like, bro, why the fuck are you woke so early? And he looking at me and he, I bet he'd be like, girl, you talking about I'm woke so early. I got 10 full hours of sleep uninterrupted last night. Like, I am ready to take on the motherfucking day. Meanwhile, I ain't go to bed until like midnight. And randomly waking up out of my sleep couldn't go back to sleep and instead of meditating to go back to sleep like I should have I would um just scroll on social media allow social media to load me back to sleep very fucking bad idea by the way do not zero out of ten don't recommend that shit and you know that would leak into my next day next thing I know I'm looking at my sleep app this shit saying I'm only getting four to five hours sleep a night and I'm wondering why I'm like literally crying begging and crying for bedtime the next day after not getting sleep not only that I'm waking up I'm waking up later in the day and y'all don't judge me I was gonna say don't judge me but y'all don't even know what time I'm recording this so we gonna keep this between you and me but I'm getting up late. I'm getting his breakfast late. And then it's like I'm scrambling to get every meal together. I'm scrambling to just really get shit done. And all of this shit because of a screwed up ass bedtime routine that I have. Now, I do really good at, you know, keeping him on a steady routine. I have it where his um, Echo Dial or his Alexa is called... She goes off at 8.30 every night, and I've been, like, trying my best to push that time up. But my son be trying it, y'all. He he really be trying it. But this is what I would say. Uh, when I had more of a steady schedule, and I've really just been trying to see, like, what works for me and sometimes really just pushing pushing through the discomfort when it comes to my schedule but being mindful of what it is that I'm doing during the day that also sets the tone for my evening like one of the things is okay what are you cooking for dinner 
Does your son know that this is what what you guys are having for dinner? You know, because sometimes he may tweak it like, oh, um, I was making... What are some, y'all gotta excuse me? I ate something weird and the shits got me congested. So if my voice sounds off, that's why. Okay, let's try this again. But okay, like I was saying, um, like one day I had made dirty kebabs, uh, stir fry, rice, and it was something else. Now, Say if the side veggie was broccoli, he was like, Mommy, I don't want broccoli, I want corn. Because he's been really loving corn lately. So I'm like, all right, cool. And, you know, having that in place, like I feel like sometimes my biggest issue is I don't know what I'm going to cook or it's the dread of I know I'm going to have to clear out my schedule to start getting dinner ready. Now, one thing that I used that I would say that I used to always commend my mama for when I was younger, baby, I got out of school at like 3:15. Trust and motherfucking believe. I kid y'all not. Dinner was ready every night by 4:30, 5 at the latest. 5 at the motherfucking latest. And when I tell y'all I commend my mama for that shit, because especially the way that I used to come in that damn house, the way that I used to come in that house hungry from school, having dinner on the table every day at 4.30 was a motherfucking flex. But here's also the thing with that. My mama wasn't aware that I had certain food allergies that I'm now realizing that I have, that I deal with now. And I also ate meat then. So, and my mama knew, like, I had things that were my favorite, and there were things that she swapped in and out of rotation. Like, you know, sometimes she would do um, rice aroni and chicken breast, because I wasn't too fond of a lot of meats, because I'm very, like, big on texture. So, it's like, say if I was eating a pork chop, if I was chewing on a pork chop and I started chewing on a piece of fat, uh uh-uh, I can't finish that shit. I, I can't. I just, I can't. So, she would, one of the things she would mean, she would stick with chicken breast, because that was a safe zone. Like, there's little to literally no fucking fat in chicken breast. So, she had, like, my go-to meals and you know sometimes she would swap the veggie out one minute it would be cheesy broccoli the next it would be um corn or sometimes she would um make a side salad she would make a side salad to go with it you know all of those different types of things so I will say that to her she it was easy for her to keep certain things in rotation for me whereas my son my son is allergic to dairy dairy soy eggs gluten nuts shrimp and there's some other shit that just reappeared on his list from when he got his blood testing done I'm not even gonna go into that fucking list because that list pissed me off y'all so it's like some shit I have to keep in rotation, but I feel like I keep it in rotation too more so for me because I get bored with eating the same meal over and over again so easily. Like something new that I recently introduced was um those Chinese green beans that you get at the buffet. And now it's like to me personally. I've made this shit so fucking much that I don't, like, it's not coming out right. Like, y'all, I don't know what the fuck I did the first time I made that shit. That shit was so motherfucking bomb, bro. I literally don't know what it is that I did. I don't know if it was because I put more oil in the pan. Like, y'all, I don't fucking know. And now when I make that shit, it's disgusting. So I'm like, all right, now I gotta, like, I gotta rotate out another vegetable. And here lately, my son's really been loving broccoli. So I bought a shit ton of broccoli. But then I'm like, I don't fucking want broccoli. He wants broccoli, but I don't. And 
one of the things that I've really been trying to do is just making it so that whatever me, I mean, we're, I mean, we're, we're practically, I won't say for me per se, cause I started back eating fish, but him, he's fully vegan. So it's like the more vegetables, the merrier, but I would definitely say knowing what you're cooking for dinner is like key to a solid nighttime routine absolutely fucking key and I think that's really where I slip up sometimes and something I said I wanted to start doing was on Sundays today's Sunday is today Sunday it's 111 mm, I hate it when they do that one of the things that I said I wanted to start doing was um meal prepping or at least having things on standby but then this is also where it gets finicky you guys this is where it gets finicky with that because for the 50-day challenge you also cannot use a microwave now i'm not tripping on this too much only because this was another thing that i had already started implemented like I have been using the microwave less and less and less and less. Like, it had got to the point, the only time I would use a microwave is if my son is like, I'm hungry now. I can't wait for that shit to heat up in the toaster, oven, the stove, whatever the case, stove, oven, any of that shit. I am fucking hungry now. But now it's like, you know, even though the challenge isn't like, oh, somebody's holding a gun up to my head. These are things I want to get on my own ass about. So it's like, you know, I'm the back of my mind subconsciously remembering like, oh, this is something I need to. This is something I'm not supposed to be doing. Like there was some, uh, some other things on there um, that were a little bit hard for me to work around. I think one of them was like cutting down on starches. Like say you have rice with your breakfast in the morning, you can't have rice later on and I would definitely say with my son being vegan and just even with my own way of eating rice and potatoes are definitely staples like I would I would definitely have to say rice and potatoes are our foundation they're like the meat in somebody else's they're like the meat in somebody else's meal. That's what our rice and potatoes are. is Because, you know, sometimes the, the meat is what carries the weight of a dish. Rice and potatoes is what carries the weight of a lot of our dishes. And that's another thing, too. Like, even yesterday morning, for dinner, he just had, he had um, french fries and this little gluten-free vegan pizza. But... Even for breakfast, for breakfast, he had oatmeal and I had made him um, these oven roasted potatoes to go on the side with that. But like, that's another thing Like I'm just kind of like, that's a little finicky. And I think for me too, it's like a, I I call it stimming foods. Um, stimming is a neurodivergent term for stimulation, things that give you like a good sense of stimulation. And I would definitely see rice and potatoes do that for me. So I was like, I'm gonna have to find some way to work around that because those are things that are staples. And it's like, in order for me to experiment outside of that, it would require more time for me being in the kitchen. And I'm like, I can't do that. I I can't. I can't be in that kitchen no more than what I'm already fucking in there. Now, one thing I have been trying to do that's really helps with my daytime routine is finding more healthy readily accessible snacks for both my son and I and also too for me particularly making sure that I'm drinking more water because I notice when I drink more water I snack less but this is the thing 
it is so fucking hard for me to keep water in the house because my son um I don't know how many I don't know how many jugs his water bottle is but that shit he'll go through like at least two to three of those water bottles a day and be drinking off of 16 ounces throughout the day and I'm just like dude is a fucking fish y'all and it's like with him drinking that much fucking water is like I feel like I'm over here fighting to fuck to get any damn water because my container is like a I think my container is a 32 ounce if I'm not mistaken and I try to go according to that whole you know you're you supposed to consume half of your weight so I I want to say I'm supposed to consume like 3 of those big things of water and my only thing is having water available that my son hasn't fucking drank all of and just getting up and down to refill it that's really what my only that's really what my only issue is one of the things too that she did suggest on that she did put on that 50 day challenge was drinking more water but she said um if you want to spruce it up some you know you could add in some fruit or adding some extra ice for hydration i have been making it a point to drink my teas more i have my own tea that i created and i don't know whether to say created or i brought back because i made it for my niece this summer um and she was just saying like how the tea it helped with her mood you know it helped like as far as like with her negative thoughts and shit that it is that she deals with but it also helped with her cramps and it also reduced her bleeding so and that was like one of the things I was manifesting I wanted a tea that was teenager friendly you know because you teens don't need even though it has other benefits teens don't need like Damian Leaf and all of that other shit in their teeth they need something that's simple but it's still going to get the job done and that's something that it is that I've been drinking excuse me again y'all okay I had to blow my nose y'all I need a fucking neti pot now I can't hear fully out my right ear okay it's back I had to do that whole yawn yawn open your mouth combo to get my ears to open back up but that's what I was saying as far as with drinking my tea and I can't really say how much that's helped for my cycle because I'm gonna be a thousand percent honest with you guys before the challenge I have not been eating the way I have supposed to like one of the things I've talked about in like previous episodes is using food as like a coping mechanism or like emotional eating or whatever the fucking case is and I would definitely say that gets in the way a lot of the times because you know aside from the allergies I have I don't eat general meat by choice by general I mean you know beef pepperoni pork chops chicken breasts all that other shit but fish I have been fucking up some tuna and some salmon and that's more so too because like I was starting to pay more attention to my energy levels and I'm like my energy levels are low as shit like this is not fucking cool and I know part of it too was I wasn't having I didn't have enough vegetables in my diet but the other part too I realized was I whenever when I started going on my walks back in September I would make these little like sushi like faux sushi rolls I would put rice in it um I would make this like little tuna mix I would put that in there um put the nori in it and shit put some avocados in there and 
I noticed I had so much fucking energy, but it also, it was so many other things contributing. Like I wasn't drinking enough water. Um, what was another issue? And then too, I realized the biggest culprit was I'm not getting enough sleep. So it's like my water intake is shit. My diet is, I don't like to say diet. Diet sounds so temporary. My way of eating was not where it needed to be. And my sleep was shit now. My sleep is still partially shit. Like the fact that I'm up right now recording this fucking podcast is literally OC. It's fucking OC. But also I had to get up and clean up because it's like this is the quietest time in the evening for me. My son is not fucking bumping his gums because that boy can talk. My son will literally talk from the time he wakes up until the time he go to sleep. And we're polar opposites, y'all. We're polar fucking opposites. We're literally night and day. I'm night and he's day and night. <laughs> but yeah, I've I've really started noticing how all this has had an impact on you know my daytime routine and how not having a solid nighttime routine has really affected me. But I will say I'm working on it. You know, it's a work in progress. One of the things, too, that she had on the, uh, that she had on the, um, 50-day challenge was getting, like, five days of cardio in. And, I would say, too, that's been the hardest only because there's been a lot of shifts and changes with my schedule that have like imp- somewhat impacted me on going my walks but it's too it's just a matter of making time for it because when I tell you guys I have had so many fucking appointments literally so many fucking appointments between the beginning of October all the way to now I've had so many appointments And it's like, every time my schedule empties, the shit gets filled right back the fuck up. Like, I was um, taking astrology classes at one point. My son has therapy during the week. Then I was in this eight-week course, um, this eight-week psych K course that my friend had. And that's not even including like doctor's appointments, miscellaneous appointments and shit like that. So it's like, it really takes a lot of fucking commitment to stay dedicated to that walk. And I told myself, like, one of the reasons I started doing my walks in the first place again was because I noticed, like, I will be walking to the fucking mailbox and be completely out of breath. And I'm just like, bitch, that is not okay. And it's definitely gotten a lot better since I started going on my walks. Like, I peeped that shit the other day. Me and my son, we did two walks in one day. We did one at, like, 11, and we did another one, like, around 4, 5-ish or so. And I noticed, I said, wait a minute, I'm not, like, heavy breathing anymore. And I know I can attribute that to me, like, maybe putting more vegetables in the dishes and shit that it is that I cook. But I can also attribute it to me walking a lot more than what I used to. Like, I was very much so living a sedentary life. And I feel like that can be, like, one of the hardest things being an entrepreneur is there's some moments that you get used to not moving around as much. And, you know, a big part of my job, like, Reiki and shit unless it's like a it's a scheduled in person session type of thing you know my reikis are remote I do distant long distance reiki um and my readings and then now I'm in school for psychology too so it's like I my my life has become very sedentary and I'm like I need to start getting some movement in and you know my biggest thing and I've talked about this in previous podcasts is me realizing there's like so many people around me you know just even too within my family 
that have health issues, whether it be high blood pressure, um, diabetes, um, thyroid issues, you know, and all of these things. And it's like already with me possibly having ADHD, I'm just like, I really want to lead a healthy lifestyle, but also I want to be an example for my son. Because it's like, you know, it can be so different when it's so different when you hear about the statistics, you hear about people having diabetes and high blood pressure and all this shit. But it's a whole nother ball game when those people around you pass away from those issues or even to sleep apnea. My brother, that was like one of the things that I personally feel that was one Hold on, y'all. I gotta blow my nose again. I would say that's one thing amongst, you know, all the other health issues. Um, sleep apnea, uh, dealing with walking pneumonia. Um, I don't know if bronchitis was one of them, but I do know the effect that sleep apnea had on his heart. And one of the things, even too, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, one of the things, the ingredients that I incorporate a lot into my herbal mix is a stinging nettle. Because while it's not, it's not the only one, and somebody will, could probably argue me that there's something even better than stinging nettle. Stinging nettle is very good for oxygenating the blood and just pr- providing the body with the right amount of oxygen that it needs it's good in vitamin it's high in vitamin k it's good in iron and it's very nutrient dense like if you and that's the one thing too i've noticed with working with certain herbs some of them you can just tell by the smell how much more nutrient dense it is like if you smell stinging nettle compared to smelling calendula or some people would probably say it's pronounced calendula but i say calendula you can smell how much more nutrient dense is like stinging nettle and i always say the stinging nettle reminds me of the smell of it reminds me of fucking pellets that you feed hamsters and gerbils i kid you not and you know just spit like still staying on fucking topic here Because if y'all have been listening to my podcast, y'all know I've been doing good. My memory has improved. My fucking memory has improved. But just really sticking with a lot of iron and oxygen-rich herbs. Because after all the research I've done, you know, with my brother passing and things like that. And the effect that sleep apnea has on the body. Like, that shit wears and tears at your fucking heart. And I personally feel like, too, sleep apnea is, um, it happens due to inadequate oxygen in the body. And I think, too, like, I subconsciously, I feel like, too, when you really set intentions for shit, it comes through subconsciously. Like, meditation is also something that I have incorporated into my routine um I try my best to do it when I wake up in the morning and at night but once again if I don't have a solid nighttime routine I'm not waking up before my son so if he's up before I am it's like I don't mind doing my meditation when my son is awake you know even when I started implementing it I would do it in front of him and I will say this too he has gotten better. When I'm meditating, he knows to play like automatically like off rip. He knows to play quietly or he knows to step into another room. But even too, I realized like meditation was improving my sleep. And I know it's partly because, you know, during the day, people aren't always aware of if they are taking deep breaths or not. Like right now, I could probably very much so argue that my breathing is hella shallow, but it's only because one of my nostrils is slightly closed up. But 
making sure you're breathing correctly. And this was also something I learned in massage school, how shallow my breathing was. But making sure you're breathing correctly, making sure you are eating iron-rich foods, making sure that you are getting in some form of exercise, you know, whether that is yoga, whether that is walking, you know, going to the gym, and different things like that. Like, there's so many things that can affect the quality of oxygen that your body is receiving, and literally... Going back to the fucking beginning of the podcast, all of that shit has an impact on the quality of sleep that you have in order for you to set the tone for your day. And it's like, too, sometimes, like, you know, you see those videos on TikToks where people show their daytime routine and their nighttime routine. And honestly, I like both. I like the non-aesthetic videos because they're fucking realistic. But I also like the aesthetic videos, too, because it's motivational in a weird way. But something that I was telling one of my friends recently, my bad, y'all, I had to, like, stop and slow down and let my thoughts come together because I told y'all my memory's been improving. One of the things that I was telling about my best friend, talking with my best friend recently was how being neurodivergent and you know this could go for people that aren't neurodivergent as well so often we build our days around our good moments oh you know work was great um i i ate today i went on my walk i did this and that you know everything is surround centered around when you're good but what about when you're having bad days What about when you're having days where your mental health isn't the best, you know? And I really started to take that shit into consideration. Like, I'm going to tell y'all what an average day looks like for me. Um, I wake up. um, I oil pull. I brush my teeth. um, I water pick. Then I get my son. I get my son and I's breakfast together. Um, after that, like, I'll go in the bathroom, rinse my mouth out. After we've eaten breakfast, we'll... No, scratch that. Before breakfast, I'll meditate, have breakfast. Him and I will go on our walk. We'll come in the house. Um, we'll work on some things together, whatever that looks like. Um, I'll get lunch ready. I'll do a midday meditation because I also have it set on my phone to do like a midday reset. Come in. He does his own thing or whatever that looks like midday. Um, On a good day, I get dinner prepped and ready. So it's at least ready by 6 because I like him in the bed by 8.30. Dinner's ready Um, after that. You know, he's had his bath. Now, skincare, I don't really do too much skincare at night. And I be, I'm trying my best to change that. But y'all, it's so much shit in my fucking schedule in the day. And I get burned out easily when I do too much. So, get himself, get him, get him bathed in together. Get myself together. Do my nighttime meditation and go to sleep. That is what shit looks like for me on a good day. On a down day, it'll look like um, I wake up, I don't do the oil pulling, I don't do the water picking, I'll just brush my teeth, Um, I'll probably skip my morning meditation and opt for a midday reset meditation or do something a little bit later. Lunch, ugh, lunch varies. Lunch varies. Lunch will generally probably look like me having leftovers from what I cooked from the night before and completely skipping on breakfast for me, not my son, because he won't fucking allow that shit. Um, Or even for him, breakfast, instead of doing like oatmeal and roasted potatoes or something very filling, I'll just make him a breakfast smoothie and give him some fruit. Um... 
in the nighttime routine, something I recently started doing was um, I've recently started buying boil-in-the-bag rice because it's quicker. I don't have to measure out any rice. I don't have to put the rice in the bowl, wait for, you know, waiting for the water to boil. I do all that shit, boil the water, throw the bag in, set a timer, call it a day, steam a couple veggies and give my son some fruit on the side. Like that is what a down day will look like for me. And I'm still working to create what a down day looks like for me. But one of the things that has been really helpful for me not having a lot of down days like I used to, you know, the past two years or so is journaling, um, meditating, even if I don't go for a walk, you know, we live in a really good neighborhood. So, um, and we know a lot of our neighbors, we're aware of a lot of the people around us. So I will keep our front door open and let some fresh air get in here but doing that as well and that's helped like yesterday I was I was I was have I would definitely say I was having a bad day mentally yesterday I was really overstimulated I was trying to like beat the clock to I was trying to beat the clock to get out the house because I had to go to the farmer's market and I had to run and get groceries. That's another thing I've gotten a lot better about with me cooking more. Um, I notice I'm not spending as much money because I'm buying more vegetables and vegetables is stretching my money out further as opposed to, you know, when I was in a very, very... I would say when I was in a really heavy depression, it was a lot of, you know, quick shit. I was buying a lot of pizzas, oh shit that had to be made, but pizzas and French fries and, you know, whatever quick I could make. I wasn't eating. I'm going to be honest with you guys because I know there are people like the people that may be listening that have their down days. I was not feeding myself like that like a lot of the groceries that I was buying the everything was for my son like I was only worried about you know if he was eating if he was nourished and then I realized like you are no good to him if you are not taking care of yourself and I would definitely say like I'm proud of myself for that because at one point I was literally, I don't know what the fuck I was. I was surviving off of coffee, toast that I didn't have no business eating, and eating whatever was left that my son didn't want to eat for breakfast because he was full. Like, that is literally what my reality looked like. And not saying it in a judgmental way because I don't know how I got through I don't know how I got through those phases in my life. I'm going to be real with you guys. I really did it. It was by the grace of God, by the grace of the assistance of my ancestors. I don't know. Because shit's crazy. And I wasn't even in school yet during that time. So all of this has really shown me like why why I too I need to get I need to become more organized or just at least having some type of understanding of what what my day looks like like today being Sunday I have body butters body butters I have to start shipping out Tuesday and sometimes I'll make my body butters ahead of time but I like making them closer to my shipping date only because I'm like one of those people I like my body butters like made fresh and also too it's been a while it's probably been like two years since I made them two years for the public I've made them for my son and they've come out really well I've experimented with some some have just had shea butter and oil some have had 
shea butter and mango butter and beeswax. I really liked that one. I really liked that mix that I made for my son. But yeah, y'all, that's that's what's been going on. And I said too, I wanted to make more podcasts like this. Just kind of giving you guys like a glimpse of what my days look like. Because a lot of times I be needing to let people in on the conversations that I have. Not so much like the intimate details, but like how, you know, me and my friend were talking about planning to run our down days. Because while it is amazing to, you know, be up all the time, we're human, you know, ebb and, ebb, ebb and flow, so to speak, ebb and flow. We are a physical representation of ebb and flow. So plan for those days. Have things set in place. If you don't have a nighttime routine, create one for yourself. If you are wanting to start eating more healthily, make things as easy for yourself as fucking possible. Now that I'm thinking about it too... That was another thing I started doing. I don't you know, I don't know. I might do some of it in this podcast and then like do a part two. I don't know yet. But another thing that started helping me to incorporate more like greens and vegetables into my diet. It's these like Asian salads from Walmart um, by the salad section. You know, the pre-made ones. It comes with the wontons and the almonds in the sesame ginger dressing. I would buy those. That's what really got me started off. I would buy those. Um, my mom was, she had a, like a shitload of cod that my cousin's dad had brought. And she would like season the cod up and stuff. And I would like take it and put it in that salad. This shit was so fucking good. But even doing something simple like that cod is quick to cook but you know again if you are just starting off and you want to have something to build off of to last you down the road this is also I don't know how many of my listeners are neurodivergent how many aren't I am learning a good chunk of our audience and stuff on Facebook is neurodivergent so um Get in the salad, finding you a good fish or a good protein, and um, building off that. Those sushi rolls have become staples for me. I keep tuna readily available and made, or sometimes too. For another thing for my down days, if I don't have the energy to, you know, take out the mayo and the nuri seeds and the sushi ginger and all that stuff. I'll buy um, pre-made tunas and sometimes I'll leave them as is. Sometimes I can't help but to be extra and I'll put like some mayo in there. I want to get some um, Chinese mayo. That shit, it looks good and I'm pretty sure it tastes fucking bomb. Not vegan all the way, but I'm pretty sure it tastes fucking bomb. But I'll make these little sushi rolls and I also keep pre-cooked rice in the fridge too that's been another staple for me um the sushi rolls I'll like lay down the seaweed nuri I'm not sure what it's called and I'll put rice and I'll smooth it all out and I'll put the tuna in there some avocado um any other vegetable that I can think of now that I'm fucking thinking about it you guys I high key need to start. I got I just got a fucking excuse to buy cucumbers, bro. Damn, I'm hella hype about that now. That sounds good. The um nori with the rice and the tuna. Put some avocado in that bitch and put up put in like some sliced up cucumbers. Uh, my only issue though is keeping everything inside the roll but that's only because I'm not using sticky rice 
And also, too, I realized the boil in the bag, I'm going to say this, too. When you're making sushi rolls, boil in the bag rice is not a good rice to use. I use jasmine rice, but I don't know if I'm cooking it wrong or if it just works out that way. My my rice, when I've been making it lately, not boil in the bag, it's come out a little bit tender, a little bit more tender than I would like, but it still works out because it's very malleable like you know I could put stuff that shit into a ramekin because I like to get fancy sometimes I could stuff that shit into a ramekin and put it on the plate and that shit does not fucking move whereas if I do the boil in the bag rice if I stuff that shit in there it's only going to maintain its form for so long so I highly recommend um excuse me y'all I highly recommend using jasmine rice or either just buying sticky rice specifically for these rolls because it helps to keep everything in there um and yeah that's a nice little snack it's very nutrient dense because it has the um tuna and the avocado and i'm gonna have to introduce the cucumber and you know the the nori roll itself has a lot of good nutrients in it and that's one thing I've really been focused on too lately is I'm not focused on the fucking calories I could give two shits about the calories especially with me walking more I don't care about the calories um I'm more focused on am I giving my body what it's asking for like when the more that you become in tune with your body from feeding it what it needs and what it wants like you won't know like that's the whole reason too why I started bringing like more avocado into my diet was because I specifically had a craving for it and sometimes that shit I would definitely say that shit definitely takes time cause you know sometimes we'll crave shit that we never have but we can't really put our finger on it but that also came from me developing a better relation y'all that's my cue I'm finna end this shit so when I said I was gonna end this probably how many minutes are we we're 47 minutes man I had said I was gonna end this 20 minutes back but yeah that is that is the gist of the episode I came here to talk about the importance of a nighttime routine and ended up sharing my my foodie secrets with you guys but I've been wanting to share this more on my podcast for a while because it's so much easier and more convenient to post on Facebook because all I gotta do is write the status and click post but it takes a lot more energy and it takes a lot more effort to upload podcasts and you know I even said I wanted to get myself on a schedule to start back posting on Instagram because I miss it like there's even still moments where my body is still on my posting time like I would pull my post would go up at 10 10 every day and there's random moments that um it's random moments that my body, like, I'll naturally catch 1010 because that's the time I get to post. So, y'all, I'm, I'm slowly but surely trying to get my life together, but it was a lot of shit. It was a lot of shit that I had to unravel first in order for me to create a solid foundation. And it was just like, I couldn't pour into all my social media and you know pour into all these things without realizing how much I was taking from myself so that's where I'm at and I wanted to say that too because um another reason why so many of my podcasts were coming out consistently was because I had that shit scheduled three months out like literally had that shit scheduled and it's like with me being in school now 
I really have to be mindful of my time with everything. <sighs> Excuse me. I'm going to start wrapping this up. I have to really be mindful of my time with everything. So it's like I have to make more time. And I know too, one of the things comes from overcompensating with posting. But I got a reading a couple months back. And that was one of the things that she said. She said, don't focus so much on... Don't focus so much on making things aesthetically pleasing. Just post it. And I really, really want to take that advice, y'all. I really do. But that's hard because it's like if you're creating reels it's a lot of work if you're creating posts it can be a lot of work now some people would say there's ways to work smarter not harder but I'm very finicky I'm finicky with a mix of bougie like I have to have some type of aesthetic that's just me even if I'm putting more information in the caption and just finding a video or a picture that's an attention getter and I think too that's a lot of the times that's why I will opt for Facebook more just because it's so easy to be consistent like literally you guys it's so fucking easy to be consistent on Facebook like literally so easy like just within me being consistent on Facebook I've gotten more orders. I've had more people booking readings with me. And that's just simply with me posting more of what it is that I do on there. Whereas Instagram, you know, you got to fight to be seen. You got to have hashtags, you know. I don't know. I don't fucking know, y'all. Now that I'm back on Facebook, I'm high-key starting not to like Instagram again. But that just happens when I go through my weird isolation periods when I don't have the energy to post. But I've been working on it. I've been making my mental health a priority. Um, Making sure to take care of myself. Getting off social media when I need to social media detox or I just need a fucking break. So... I'm getting it together, y'all. I can't be sitting here telling y'all and readings to get it together and I'm not doing it myself. But I hope you guys are able to take something from this. Even if it is just shit. Listening to me ramble. But I am getting ready to take my ass back to fucking sleep. Now that I've cleaned up and I've got this podcast idea out of my head. I can go back to sleep and hopefully I'll probably meditate because I didn't meditate before I went to bed. So I hope you guys have an amazing morning, evening, whatever it is you're listening to this. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.